Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. She's the first person and only person who would have thought of that. She's the Robert Langdon of language. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to the Syncast. We're going to be doing a mini pod. Mini pod today of the arrival, or just arrival, not the arrival. That'd be the Charlie Sheen yeah. movie yes. that came <laughs> out. We do not need to discuss. That's right. That's right. Where you get to actually see Charlie Sheen become a Mexican for like ten minutes. <laughs> well, it's actually worth watching. Yeah. But anyway, this is going to be the movie Arrival, yeah. not the Arrival. Um, but uh, this is Chris Agnieszka from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. Yo, and from Music Video Sins, Barrett here. Hello. And uh, so, Arrival uh, this weekend made about twenty four million. It was mm-hmm. third place. Uh, probably shot better than most expectations for this type of movie and everything. Uh, overall, I think audiences they gave it a B Cinema Score, which is usually low for a movie that's supposedly good like because people are in general like they love everything so that Mm -hmm. b sounds great but it's really like low projected but i loved arrival absolutely fucking loved it yes i could not i wanted there to be more yep and i think you you were talking on twitter about like all that night i was thinking about this goddamn movie and all the implications of like this is an alien arrives on earth movie but it's really not it's really more about language and um the differences in our languages and interpretations and um you know i want to do some spoiler free for a while yeah i'll do Um, some spoiler free amy adams is outstanding yes yes um i think plenty of actresses probably could have played this role but you have to have somebody with that level of talent to carry a movie like this because otherwise it's going to be boring. Yeah. Is there a bigger disparity in any year of acting between Batman versus Superman and Arrival hmm. in her performance? I haven't thought about it that way. <laughs> but I would she's, say the chasm is wide. She's not the problem with Batman v Superman. Yeah, she she's not the answer though. No, but she's not given anything to do. Yeah. Stand around and get kidnapped. Yeah, I mean she's 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 providing for her family with that movie. I thought yeah. you were gonna say, is there any bigger chasm in acting performances between the two leads of this movie? Because Jeremy Renner's not bad. Yeah. Um and it's almost as though he's what Hollywood would do with women, right? He's just given a lot of reaction stuff to do, and she's <laughs> driving everything. He's given one moment in this. Yeah. That was the thing that I re- it was very stark about this movie, was that like when he finally got to share some information yeah. that was useful in this, I was like, yay! Yay, go Jeremy Renner! Yeah. <laughs> he also, though... When they, they break in in the middle of the movie with his narration, mm-hmm. and I guess he's giving a briefing to somebody, but they never show him doing it, and it's just kind of a little bit jarring. I mean, I love this movie, but that was just one thing I was like, really? Because it starts off with her narrating, which makes sense. Well, one thing that bothered me was that that story she tells about the word kangaroo, and this is not a spoiler, but that bothered me because 
she should have a story like that yeah. Yeah. that's actually true. <laughs> yeah. Right. She's that good of a linguist. She shouldn't have to, like, fake shit to yeah. get her her smarts across. Well, speaking of which, like, this movie, like most movies, I suppose, I mean, we're not, I'm not going to say anything's bad about this, but uh, suggests that she's the only person in yeah. the world <laughs> that can actually go and do all the stuff that she's doing. Like, she's the first person to think about writing it on a little, like, whiteboard or whatever and, like, showing it to the aliens and stuff. She's the first person and only person who would have thought of that. She's the Robert Langdon of yeah, language. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and so you know that, like, in a world of 7 billion people, there's going to be, you know, at least 35 who do what Amy Adams can do and maybe even better. Well, I like how the movie even tosses out one of her competitors that they're going to go to after, after she turns him down, but she proves how much stupider that guy is yeah. than her by giving him a test. And for whatever reason, Forrest Whitaker gives that guy the test yeah. and yeah. then just trusts what she says is the right interpretation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, That was all for the audience to yeah. show how smart she was. Yeah, and, and I that's a character that I could have done without. I love Forrest Whitaker. But I am really tired of this kind of guy that's in these movies. Oh, he's yeah. like, he exists who, to make the engine run. Basically. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, we've only, you know, it's, everything's about time in this. You know, it's like, uh, could you give me twenty minutes? We're gonna leave in ten. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, well, I don't, I don't really understand that. How long were they at the site? Yeah, I don't know. Because it seems like it could have been weeks or months. Or, but he's always saying like, oh, well, we're on a strict timeline. You got to get this done within. The next, uh, yeah, the next and I think really world. the timeline is some bullshit timeline that they they figure that Russia and China and all these other countries that are like working with the other pods that are out there uh, are going to like you know go and engage in war immediately, mm. like it's it's imminent or whatever. Yeah. So that's what they're that's what the bullshit timeline is in this, but. But yeah, I mean, you can only do what you can do. You yeah. know, it's not. <laughs> what is this whole like? Well, you you know, you're gonna have to translate this uh, incredible alien language in two <laughs> weeks, or else we're you know we're done for. Get it done. That is a great part of this movie, though. The uh, you know, when the aliens finally start sort of communicating and them trying to figure out what these symbols mean and all that using our technology basically to just kind of be like okay what's where are all the patterns and there's some really complex patterns yeah. in this thing with that and it brings up all these different words and what the most likely word is and mm. all that i love all that stuff it's very geeky type yeah stuff. it's like i remember when i i don't know how old i was but i remember the first time i learned that like chinese writing symbols meant words and ideas as opposed to just being letters mm. um and that kind of blew my mind as an ignorant american that you know every little symbol we draw is a, a single letter that's part of a larger word this is like that on steroids mm-hmm. in terms of how complex their language is and what those symbols i mean when you look at the end she's got like thousands of points plotted on each one of these little things yeah and she's measuring and um, i was really fascinated by all that yeah and so this is a, a movie that sort of plays on expectations mm-hmm. and stuff like that because uh, it it goes in a certain direction where you're sitting there going, well, here's another sort of gravity ripoff yep. with this with this woman's character and everything because she's mourning the loss of a child. And you're just sort of sitting there, okay, well, I guess they had to throw in something to make it more dramatic or whatever. So now here comes the spoilers part. Yeah, spoilers. So, Can't wait. <laughs> so did we talk? In, did we talk non-spoilers enough? Well, I, I mean, maybe let's do a couple more minutes on because just in general, like 
it's a smart movie. Yes. And I have, I have a theory about why the audience score is a B, because it's not nearly a traditional alien arrival story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you go in expecting explosions, uh, well, there's one explosion, but it's not like a battle or anything. Yeah, but the movie's so quiet. It yep. is. Un- almost uncomfortably quiet. I c- I took my straw out of my drink. I heard that. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> in the theater could hear it. Yeah. Well, By the way, that's how my brother used to imitate the singer from the Cranberries. <laughs> he would move the straw in and out of his drink. <laughs> well, and, and, and we were in a theater, too, where, and I'm just very aware of noises in general. Uh, just every little thing just started bothering me like that <laughs> motherfucker to my right who kept going <laughs> yeah kept, kept snorting <laughs> all the way seconds. through and it's like dude can do you not realize this i mean i know you may have like some sniffles or something but come on man and just like people eating in general bothers mm. me too like, i did think the, the score here was awesome oh yeah like, totally creepy at the right times it's moody and ethereal but it, it there's not a lot of it like you said there's so many quiet moments um and again a- amy adams is great everybody else is fine but the the star of this movie is the idea of yeah. this movie yeah. right mm-hmm. and the idea is this movie is presenting um so i don't know that the performances really other than amy adams mm-hmm. uh, really matter that much uh but do we want to talk spoilers yeah definitely because what because here's the thing about this a movie like this i don't think you can really delve into it without getting into the spoilers yeah. of this movie. So if you if you want to check off here and don't want to know all the, the secrets to this movie and everything, you know, go, go see and, the movie. Go see the movie and come <laughs> you back. You should be going to see the movie right now. Yeah. No spoilers! Miss Luke's what? father is actually Darth Vader. She's the sister and the daughter. No, 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 no. I'm reading the books. Never have I been so happy to have been fooled by a movie. Yeah. yeah. I bought that this was a gravity situation all the way until I was supposed to realize it wasn't. Mm-hmm. To the point where walking out, I even turned to you guys just to make sure <laughs> that's the same kid, right? Yeah. And you guys were like, yeah. And mm-hmm. then and I think even after that, I said, wow. Yep. Like as we were walking outside because it's so fucking deep when you realize that this kid hasn't existed and died in the past. She never had him yet. It's in the future. It's sort of the lost flash forward type really of thing is. where it comes in and you're just like, oh, my yeah. God, all this I've been like the whole like, you know, remember Lost, how it was always flashbacks. Yeah. And then finally in that one episode, it was like giving us so we were like, oh, I didn't know that these characters knew each other back then and all that. And it's just going all the way through it. And then it's like at the end, you know, we got to go back, Kate, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, and and in this one, it's the same sort of deal because you're sitting there like there's even a part. It's a very subtle, subtle part that I just remembered in reflection when the the doctor, the military doctor goes, is anybody pregnant here? Yeah. And she yeah. goes, no. And it. It just something around about her face at that point. It's it you project and you think, oh, she's remembering yeah. the point where she lost her baby or whatever. But she hasn't lost a baby yeah. yet, and um and it's and it's a really interesting. I'm I'm gonna love watching this movie the second time through and seeing oh, yeah. all the different like things that you know you didn't catch the first time. That's one small moment in there that I think is really good and effective. Um, 
but this is a movie that plays with time mm-hmm. and it's and it's uh it's a very interesting i i think we could debate about this for a while mm-hmm. actually i think it's an extremely satisfying like you know it they look at time as not linear and all this mm-hmm. other type right. of stuff she figures out what to do based on something she sees in the future yeah my only problem with that is doesn't there have to be some sort of key to her like learning it in the first place and then writing that book that she can see that in the future yeah i mean it i think i think anytime you want to delve into time travel in a movie you're gonna have plenty of people who come out going paradox paradox Mm -hmm. yeah if if you're that way then you don't enjoy the first two terminator movies right yeah and i do uh i can overlook a time travel paradox in a movie as deep as this with this much to say. And I'm not even sure it is Mm -hmm. what I was. I was talking to my wife about the movie last night and, and we kind of got to debating whether or not she even has a choice to, to marry Renner and have this kid Mm -hmm. is is she, she sees the future, but can she change it? I'm not convinced she can. When he says, do you want to make a baby? And she says, yes. I almost feel like she's committing to the future. She knows not saying I choose not to go a different route. Mm -hmm. This movie sets it up to where I don't think there's a limitation on free will. Like it it seems like the timeline's plotted. It's like a Billy Pilgrim situation Mm -hmm. from uh, Slaughterhouse Five where you can become unstuck in time and go to different points on your timeline. But that's set. Yeah. And it's got to be. And my question about this, though, uh, because I agree, like I'm I'm willing to ignore the, the big picture, although it does get you thinking about that. And my God, at least a movie is making you think about these things. But she's so immersed in this language that she figures it out and she becomes aware of, of time in this context. But once she publishes all that stuff in the future, doesn't everybody have access to that knowledge? Does everybody... Yeah, and I think that's the, the point. The whole perspective? I think that's the point. They're giving this gift to humanity of this quote-unquote weapon. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorite parts of the movie is the idea that they might mean tool when they say weapon. And yeah, the yeah. Whole, the whole interpretation of all that stuff. Uh, but they need help in 3,000 years. Mm-hmm. And maybe I even think help through the use of this time weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, they'll be able to see their own future now and see what they're going to help the heptapods with or whatever it is. Um so yeah, what a, imagine living in that society though, where everybody has access to essentially time travel. Mm-hmm. Well, I will personal say personal time travel. I, if I felt like the movie gave us a moment where it just clicked for her, mm-hmm. and maybe knowing academically what the aliens' language is about, you still can't just grasp it from reading a book. It probably has to be something you have to work at pretty hard. Yeah, that's a great explanation because there's that whole talk about like if you're immersed in something, then you, your brain chemistry starts to change and that yeah. kind of thing. There's and that I great, guess, yeah, there's a great dream sequence thing, and oh there was God, like where he's so... like, you know, are you starting to dream in their language? And she turns and sees the alien or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's uh, I guess that's what it is because you could be aware that French exists or portuguese or you know whatever in zimbabwe or whatever yeah. but you just don't know it and you you can't process that unless you're immersed in it um i mean yeah you're right maybe it's just that it comes in at the right time and she's been looking at this language as long as she has and then they come in and they sort of fill in the gaps basically maybe that's what the explanation is for all that it was almost a neo moment for me mm-hmm. where like neo had to realize he was the one before he could be the one and once it clicked 
he was definitely the one. I think it's a lot like that for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had to have a realization moment that I just need to steep myself in it. I don't know. It was um, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, there was that. It was a funny moment in there too, where she, her daughter is like asking what the you know both sides need, you know, or or have a good deal or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, she's sitting there thinking of it, and finally she's like uh, a non-zero sum game or uh-huh. whatever. And the daughter's like, "Oh yeah, that's it. Thanks." They had just had this big like she was disappointed that she didn't know the answer and all this other type of stuff. Yeah. And then she's and and there's that great line too, like you need to ask your father. He's the the science guy. It's yeah. another great little you know sort of nudge. But uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. Thanks. <laughs> I read today uh, an interview with the director who talked about um, a scene they cut uh, where the flashback was her teenage daughter hadn't done her homework and she's trying to go out to party with friends and Amy Adams grounds her and the teen girl yells, you're ruining my life. And apparently Amy Adams' facial expression was too was too good mm-hmm. and was too knowing and he realized this gives away the whole thing and, it, and that, that moment came in the middle of the movie yeah so they had to cut you read the same article yeah <laughs> uh i just thought that was fascinating i want to see that on the deleted scenes no yeah and this is a movie that really sort of depends on you not guessing that thing it is it, like i said it plays on your expectations so much about like oh you know that the the thing about loss in movies is like it's always something that's been in the past and it's always a thing that drives a character and in this case, you know, it's making you think that to oh, just yeah. punch well, and they you. Well, did such a good job. That opening montage is almost up-like, yeah. right? Or yeah. or J.J. Uh, Abrams and, you know, some of the montages like that he did on Alias or uh, the Star Trek movies. Um, I bought it, hook, line, and sink. I had emotions within three minutes of that scene. It's like, oh. Yeah. They give you all the information right there, basically. You know, visually, and then when she starts saying, like, you know, it's hard to determine when an episode begins or ends or that kind of thing. Right, right. This is, to me, like the sixth sense was in the fact that it gives you a whammy ending, but it doesn't spoil subsequent viewings. Right. I think you're right. In fact, it makes you, like you said, want to watch it over and over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a movie that even if, even if they had this surprise in mind, they gave you so much meat during, you know, up leading up to that point. And when she is figuring it out and she's like, you know, going through all the future stuff and everything, it's just, it's, it's thrilling because there's a moment where she's behind closed doors and the military is about to shoot her because she's done some stuff and yeah. she's got to remember something from the future yeah. to kind of like, you know, get, get it all the way back for her and everything. And it's a, a really awesome, like little time sequencing type mm-hmm. of thing going on in that movie. And um, yeah, just thrilling, especially this is one of the, this is a, here, here's a part in the movie that I found fascinating is them going up into the ship for the first time. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they 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 get in this, like, you know, like forklift thing or whatever the hell those things are. Those, you know. Like a cherry picker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one of those type of things. Which I was sitting there going, how big is this thing? It's yeah. like keeps going up and up and up. But uh, gravity is, like, completely different when yeah. they go up into it. And they have to, like, rewire their brain to be like, 
okay, I can jump up and land on my side yeah. on this on this thing. And like every up and down and left and right is no longer a thing. Yeah, anymore. they had that that great scene where that great moment where he drops a pencil or something like that. Yeah. And it goes sideways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> your whole perspective changes. I was half expecting them to do a castaway moment. You remember like how Tom Hanks like is has struggles fishing for the longest time. And oh, then yeah. like towards the end, he's just throwing spears from the rock yeah. and is like able to get them like twenty. <laughs> feet away and yeah. all that uh i was almost expecting a moment there where they like get up in the forklift and they're already just you know just doing you know, like cartwheels yeah, and shit. yeah doing cartwheels <laughs> and stuff this is uh this is a very nolan-esque movie is it not yeah uh, yeah christopher nolan could have made this movie it would have been different in places but in terms of how high the concept is to start like those are the kind of movies nolan other than the batman films every single one of his movies has some super high concept yeah that on paper doesn't sound like it'll translate well into a movie but it does but this is uh villanueva yeah um, who did prisoners mm-hmm. and sicario, sicario and uh, those are the only two i've seen there's a one one word titled one there's an incendies the- and then there's uh one other one that i can't remember starts with an e. enemy yeah yeah that's what it is but yeah uh this it, guy might have a bright future i think so um uh even a movie like prisoners which is really like a b movie type of you know film or whatever is really good it's like elevated yeah. uh, you know above most of those type of movies and everything and and he was already like sort of a one to watch kind of guy when he made that and i'm glad that he's going this route like it doesn't seem like he's on his on his way to making a star wars all of a sudden or right. whatever yeah. like yeah i i want him to do his thing yeah, you know yeah. what i mean he's one of these guys that i think like in a few years we're going to look at him like paul thomas anderson or you know uh who's the guy who does who did whiplash and is like la 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 chazelle yeah that guy yeah. that those are the those these two guys are about to i think make the movies that we really care yeah. about both of them take their time mm-hmm. like this movie doesn't feel rushed at all even though it's under two hours it's just under yeah. two hours yeah and like you said man i could have i could have gone for another 15 20 minutes on this movie because it's even after the reveal because it's just so fascinating to to think about that universe you know yeah and you know again going back to the debate i had with my wife if you if you choose to believe that her future is set that's one thing if you choose the other thing then what does her choice mean there at the end? Is she choosing the joy and love of whatever years she knows she's going to get with this husband and this daughter, uh, despite the grief she knows is coming? Uh, which is sort of how I would interpret it, uh, if you do view that as her having a choice. That's the weird thing to me, because the the big thing that differs, or one of the big things that differs in the short story that this came from, is the kid dies in a climbing accident, mm-hmm. rather than suffers with this cancer or whatever it mm-hmm. is. And so to me, this is getting into my interpretation of, of her choice. Why would you put your kid through like that pain at the end? Like if it's sudden, like a climbing accident or something like that, you could kind of understand it. But I don't know, man, like that's it, it fucked with me because she says, well, this outweighs. It's almost a selfish decision. Isn't this, though? This is OK. There's two things in play here. I, first off, I think the conscious decision not to procreate or whatever in this situation um i think it's more about everybody's life is like worth something you know like i don't mm-hmm. want to try to get into this you know <laughs> get oh, into yeah. the, if that's what this movie I does to you. i don't want to get into the political like that is not a political statement that mm-hmm. i'm making here um but i believe that if she doesn't go through with it then she's changed things mm-hmm. in it like 
she may not even be able to figure this out like the way the way they've presented this yeah if she doesn't go through with all this the the key to her remembering all this stuff is that she remembers a daughter for whatever reason so if she decides not to doesn't she then create this pair like a super paradox that we're talking about here yeah it's kind of like uh you know the whole terminator thing what if does john connor decide not to send kyle reese back what if he doesn't you know mm-hmm. he he fails to exist it was those flashbacks she was having on and off while on site that eventually gets her to the realization that she can see yeah time so if she doesn't have those would she even be able to save the day at the end of this movie that's yeah. correct i also right, yeah. love that there's like a mini fake out reveal before the reveal is all the way done where they show, they pan across and show that the kid has made clay Play-Doh things that look like the aliens. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, that kid predicted this. And then like five <laughs> minutes later, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That I mean, that that yeah, that movie just drops bombs on you. Like you're sitting there going, it just everything just repositions itself. Yeah. You know, after that, it's just so amazing and so uh, so exciting. You know, it's you don't see movies like this a lot. And even if this movie somehow i mean they bought this for a song i believe it oh, wasn't yeah. even like uh, it wasn't really expensive to make this mm. movie uh so it should do well uh as far as being profitable and everything but even if it doesn't uh, it's not a big hit i feel like this is a movie that's going to be found yeah and it's going to oh, be yeah. something that you know five years from now somebody's like ah, i didn't want to watch that movie it looks stupid blah 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 and i heard from my friends it was stupid all those people are going to be turned around by like in five years or so. Is this an Oscar contender? Oh man, it will be. It should be. So. It should be. Yeah, it, it should be. be. It, I feel like it's a dark horse right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because if it had if it had been like gangbusters, then yes. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's just on the fringe of being like just a modest hit, and uh, and usually you know they don't go for those types she'll of get nominated i bet yeah well especially considering the that the category of best actress and best supporting actress is usually thin anyway because they hardly ever give good roles to women right she has to pretty much i mean you know it's gonna be her and you probably you probably think emma stone might be in that mm-hmm. conversation we haven't seen la la land yet but it's starting to feel like we don't need to, yeah. to know it's gonna be good <laughs> yeah uh, that trailer came on when we were watching uh, and when awesome. it got done i was like yes please yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we saw that trailer for the new m night movie that made barrett really angry because oh <laughs> there's that what was that line that when you when have you, that many personalities it you, changes your physical chemistry yeah <laughs> <laughs> And you see him like all jerking on in the shadow. Yeah. And Jesus Christ! <laughs> although, although I, I, I like the premise though, because it you know they have to find the right yeah one, the right character to talk to to try to get out and everything. I feel like that 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 might be, and it's not. That's what M Night Shyamalan's doing nowadays is these smaller movies, and mm-hmm. like he's not trying to make a big, huge thing anymore. So I might dig it, you know. But man, if he had continued on the path after Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, I could see him making a movie like Arrival. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? Like a, a twist ending that doesn't feel like it's there for the sake of it, but mm-hmm. that everything added to it existing. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. What else do we have to say, boys? You mentioned the score, man. That beginning in the end, it bookends itself with that lone violin coming in. It's actually, I don't think that's score. I think that's pre-existing music that they 
used, but you're right. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous. I, I saw on Reddit somebody was saying, oh, that's so-and-so's song, such and such. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it's a famous violinist or something. Oh, cool. But it, it was perfect, I oh, thought. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And and it's another movie that looks great, too. It's mm-hmm. uh, it, I, the, the actual, like, interactions they have with these aliens, there's a lot of, like, like great wonder to it and everything. We're not seeing their full bodies. Mm-hmm. We're just seeing tentacles. Yeah. And, uh, but like when you first see their little tentacles splay up against the, the glass and all that, yeah. everything looks so cool. It's all foggy and bright mm-hmm. and all this other type of stuff. And like that fucking inky smoke lettering that they make. Yeah. Is mesmerizing. Yeah. yeah and they zoom really right is. in on it yeah. too. To and, see it's, it all. and it's suspenseful, even though you have no clue what that's going to say once it, once it comes up on the screen, yeah. you know, uh, it's one of the, what is it going to say? What is yeah. it going to say? Oh, I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Do, does Amy Adams know what that means? I hope she knows what that means. Um, but you know, th- this is, uh, I guess this could also be compared a little bit to close encounters of the third kind. Yeah. Um, the difference, I guess, between those two movies is the whole, like Close Encounters, the whole movie is about trying to get to the place where the aliens are going to be. And then, you know, simple communication with the like, you know, keyboard and all that other type of stuff and trying to, you know, it's really just the first be- the beginnings of, uh, first contact and everything. Mm-hmm. This movie basically is the second part of that Mm -hmm. just like goes right to where close encounters left off and everything we were like obsessed with ufos and stuff and close encounters now we're like okay we've seen the ufos yeah that's the really cool part is that they they almost like yada yada the arrival yeah (laughs) yeah where it's like we hear about it through tv and the group of of students on the campus and everything but you don't see like this crazy like you know entrance and all that stuff That's a that's a, another great thing I think about this movie. This is this is Amy Adams' movie, mm-hmm. and we're this is her perspective. So yeah. we're not going to see all of that nonsense, which it would have been, yeah. you know, just yeah. coming down. I like how nerdy is she that she goes back to class the next day, like <laughs> yeah. anyone's going to show <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's sitting looking at that empty classroom, and like this is your own fault. Nobody, <laughs> you should not have come down here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess overall. Uh, resounding yes this is my favorite year favorite movie of the year easily easily my favorite year of the movie yeah yeah (laughs) um yes this is easily thank god i can finally replace i love deadpool Mm -hmm. but i don't like saying deadpool is my favorite movie of any year yeah uh but i love now i have something to replace it with and we've got some good stuff coming up here we've got la la land we've got that ben affleck uh, movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Live by Night or Live by Night because I've never heard it pronounced. Uh, but it's a gangster movie from one of my favorite directors. That is, I, I had a chuckle when they showed the release dates on that trailer because it's like opening limited December twenty something, and then opening wide in January. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We want this to get awards consideration. Yeah. That's it. And so when and we discuss that movie, we might have to put it in 2017's years. Yeah, another yeah. Uh, Dennis Lehane uh, yeah. novel for Ben Affleck. There, that um, guy. I gotta start reading his books because a lot of them have turned into excellent movies. He's a yeah. great writer. Gone Baby Gone was one of his. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he did the Mystic Town. River. Mystic River. Yeah. Yeah um but uh yeah i mean uh there's a lot of stuff and we still haven't seen hacksaw ridge i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that's probably very good too but yeah we're about to get into some really good stuff yeah, and wow. i can't yeah it's like they just like waited until november and december to start giving us real who would have guessed that we would be more excited about like high art films 
this December than like Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yeah. yeah. And I'm still excited about that. I'll go see it. I'm even more excited about that Passengers movie than oh, I am Rogue that One. That trailer yeah. is so good. Yeah. Like, I can't comprehend what's happening. Yeah. I get, I get the vibe. I love both of those actors. I love the concept of two people wake up like 90 years early from cryo sleep. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure we're going to see some like David from Prometheus hijinks of them like running around doing silly shit. Yeah. I, I am geeked for that movie. That trailer hits every cliche that you could possibly imagine. It's like, uh, do you trust me? And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I need you to come see something right now. Yeah, I can you know? t- I can tell you this right now. I'm just a, I, this is this is like my like island and Logan's Run type of thing. Uh-huh. I'm like uh, there. Just yeah. you gave me that concept. I'm I'm there. <laughs> I'm like way in on that movie. Yeah, it, me too. it helps that uh, the ones that wake up early happen to be the most attractive. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although you could argue they're sending like the best looking yeah. <laughs> highest genetically modified whatever is yeah. on this mission maybe they're all super hot but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it would suck if like she woke up and instead of chris pratt she got like danny devito <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah like the reveal will be there that all the other people who are sleeping are all jennifer lawrence and chris pratt <laughs> <laughs> you I might be right yeah i could be <laughs> if i am we got to procreate to save the human race. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's my DeVito. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. That was a pretty good DeVito. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would give Arrival a solid A. Absolutely. Easy. Um, and uh, I really think you should all go watch it and uh, encourage this guy to make more movies that stretch uh, the bounds of what we expect. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. If the, If we can get this one to be a hit, basically we get to see more of this yep. over and over and over again and i and i'm all about it so it's a relief we paid our dues this summer i think <sighs> yeah sure did it was a shit year we're gonna look back i'm predicting 2016 is worse than 2005 yeah and yep. not a surprise because 2016 is generally overall a horrible year anyway yep. i mean yeah yeah it's true <laughs> aside from the cubs winning yeah, yeah. exactly that was the trade the karmic trade-off yeah did you uh, see john oliver uh had an epic send-off for the 2000 yeah <laughs> yeah i saw right. that and i was like yep that's about right it's just been a horrible year for everything but uh, anyway um that's it you gotta go see the arrival and you've gotta like you know tell your friends so yeah that'll be the mini pod mini pod for this week uh we may be doing fantastic beasts but we're not sure yet so uh that's uh what i'm hoping i sure i'm glad that they already are planning on making five of those fucking things yeah yeah man you gotta you gotta milk the cow man i love i read this quote from jk rowling she's like as we dove into breaking the story down we realized this this couldn't be told in two and it naturally worked out to five right like naturally <laughs> right. after the money was deposited yeah i i only have a billion dollars in the bank seriously so i need to get another billion mm-hmm. you know so anyway uh but we may be doing that we don't know yeah. anyway that'll be the mini pod for this week chris acknings and jeremy scott and barrett share we'll see you next time thanks for listening comment on our episodes on our soundcloud page check us out on youtube Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. I think they speak Swahili in Swahili. Swahili, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I know an entire Christian rock song in Swahili. So do I.
<laughs> you know the same song as me, probably. Osifuni Mungu. Yeah. Yeah. Have we talked about this before? Yes, you were very drunk. Oh. <laughs> Chicago, right? No, it was in Atlanta. Oh. <laughs> All right. Is the Kroger brand of vitamin water as tasty? It tastes like NyQuil uh, without like the hypnotic effect. So, so the, no, no, it's awful. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stick with the brand name, though. Oh, it's fucking terrible. It's got electrolytes. I, uh, <laughs> I did not know... The girl from It Follows was in Independence Day. Yeah. And I I knew I recognized who I was seeing. And I knew it wasn't Brie Larson. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. But I had to go to IMDb to be reminded. She's got that same kind of look as Brie Larson. But like like that was one of the things about Independence Day. Yeah. Independence Day 2 was that they were like, they replaced Mae Whitman with her. Yeah. Like basically. And Mae Whitman is still acting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. Like, we need somebody uh, really, really attractive for this. <laughs> Did you see the Beauty and the Beast trailer? No, I ac- actively avoided it because all I read was that it looks like a shot-for-shot remake. It looks like a shot-for-shot remake. That, that is wholly even more unnecessary. Pointless. It even has the, the music. Yeah. It has the Be Our Guest playing in yeah. the background. Yeah. Like, What's awesome. the fucking point? Yeah. Like, yeah. she just literally, like, happens to be, you know, in his castle, and suddenly, like, you know, she'll fall madly in love with him because... That's what women do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you confine them and treat them like shit, then <laughs> yep. they will love you. Yep. <laughs> Nail them while they're vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs>